Chapter Twenty Six of Born Again by Alfred Lawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Gabby Cowan. The change from a charity patient to the highest paid patient in the Rock Hospital bore magical results, and I was soon on the road to recovery. The quinine knocked all the fever out of me within two days the food i was given to eat after fasting two months began to strengthen me at once and within ten days i was able to walk about the room arletta never failed to visit me at least once each day and on some days two and three times with each visit she brought me flowers fruit or some little delicacy and I was not long in discovering that she was taking more than an ordinary interest in me. As the days flew by, her visits became more frequent and of longer duration, until finally it seemed as if she almost lived in my apartment. Many times she came in the morning and remained all day, taking her lunch with me in the meantime as my health improved and i became more vigorous and bodily strength those same feelings of admiration and love i bore for the first arletta took a firm hold of me until it seemed that she was a part of my very life ah those were happy and heavenly days indeed the happiness i enjoyed there was of that kind which can only exist between two souls foreordained and mated to each other for all eternity as time went by all too rapidly we had much to talk about arletta described the many progressive strides made by science and invention during the twenty-one years in which my mind was blank and i told her hair-raising stories of my early travels and adventures in all parts of the world we said very little regarding my other personality that subject appeared distasteful and caused her to shudder whenever it was brought up she seemed to think that in my other character i was all that was low mean and contemptible while she openly avowed that my present self was noble honourable and manly there was a hitch however which seemed to take root and stand threateningly in the path of absolute harmony between us and that was my belief in natural law she refused to believe the story i told her of the wonderful sage woman of whom she was the reincarnation claiming that it was nothing more nor less than a fancy of my disordered brain she also seemed greatly displeased when i informed her that it was my intention to go out in the world and teach the principles of natural law it pained her to think that i should allow myself to even question the authenticity and infallibility of the bible her faith was so strong and her nature so gentle that i refrained from discussing the subject in any form after i found how much she grieved over it so i said no more about my experience with the divine sagewoman and my promise to follow her instructions during the remainder of my natural life but confined my conversation to other subjects and to the full enjoyment of her daily companionship during my period of convalescence 
day by day my weight and strength increased until at last the time arrived for me to quit the hospital and go into the outer world i had made no plans as to what i should do when thrown upon my own resources but felt confident that once well and strong i should find plenty of work to do with both my hands and brain arletta who appeared to have an unlimited bank account was generously supplying me with every comfort and luxury that money could purchase notwithstanding my earnest protest against it the tailor had visited me taken my measure and returned a fine black frock suit of clothes the hatter had furnished a silk tile the shoemaker shoes and the harberdasher all the other articles necessary to complete my wearing apparel in the most up-to-date style the barber the manicurists and even the chiropodist had visited me and taken extra pains in polishing me off you are the handsomest old gentleman in new york said arletta girlishly as she saw me for the first time dressed in street clothes and all ready to take my departure but you do not look so old after all she added reflectively if it were not for your white hair you might pass for a man of thirty-five my what a great big fellow you are really i am afraid that all the women at the waldoria will become infatuated with you at the first sight continued she critically looking me over from head to foot and what do you mean by the waldoria inquired i the waldoria hotel answered she i have arranged for you to live there until you have thoroughly recuperated and regained your full strength there now no more objections or i shall become angry at present you are in my charge and you must do just what i tell you notwithstanding i consider the task of following your instructions a most pleasant one replied i still it seems to me that i am not doing exactly right in accepting your most generous offerings for the simple reason that i shall never be able to repay you for all you have done i have been amply repaid already said arletta by the miraculous transformation of a very bad and offensive man whom i did not like into a thoroughly good one whom i do like so say no more about the matter for the present at least after you have fully recovered from the effects of the terrible ordeal through which you have just passed then i shall consider any protest you may have to offer but not before i have ordered the carriage to come for you at noon and have given instructions to have you taken to the hotel when you arrive there you will go to the head clerk's desk and hand him your card here she gave me a small package of visiting cards on which was inscribed john Combert. you will then ask to be shown to your apartments which have been settled for in advance for one year after which make yourself as comfortable as possible in the place do not mention your business in any way as it pertains to you and me it will be impossible for me to see you as often as i should like but whenever it is convenient i shall have you come and see me i am stopping at a different hotel in another part of the city 
and for reasons best known to myself i shall continue to withhold my last name from you as you seem to have no recollection of it whatever and it will also be necessary for the present to meet you in some out-of-the-way place which i will designate later perhaps some day you will learn who i am and all about me but until i am ready to furnish you with further information concerning my identity i shall rely upon your honour as a man not to undertake by any methods whatsoever to discover who i am or where i reside with this mysterious admonition and a tender farewell arletta left me in the depth of meditation as to what the strange occurrence nature's storehouse might still contain for me and a few minutes later i was notified that the carriage was in waiting end of chapter twenty six recorded by gabby cowan in kingston ontario canada